Yes, welcome back. Episode 8, The Hoop Call. Let's let the beat drop. That's the rules. Yes, there we are. Welcome back, Hoop Nation. You are listening to The Hoop Call, the UK voice for all things NBA. And we're back here giving you the latest deets, news, gossip, stats, everything you need from the NBA. We've got it for you. Now, who have we got with us today? I believe we've got the full roster, the Fab Four. I'm going to bring him in one by one. Ollie, you first. Say what up. What up, Doc? <laughs> Good Thanks to have you. Thanks for having us back. Good to have you, man. Good to have you here. Okay, Doc, you cracked a smile so you can say hello to your followers. Oop, 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 oop. Hey, Shern. THD. What's up? <laughs> there he is. There he is. And Tobes, try and follow that. <laughs> oh, you know what it is. How do you, how do you all my gentlemen? How do you all my people? How are we doing? <laughs> We're all good. We're all good. Now, before we begin, to remind you lot, get involved in the chat. Firstly, at the hoop call on socials, holler at us. You can literally put this number in your phone, 07379481528. That will get you through to the hoop call. Leave us a voice note. Leave us a message. And we'll holler at you. Or you can email us, old school, podcast at thehoopcall.com. We'll get back to you as well. So there we are. Now, gents, few bits and bobs happened this week. Few bits and bobs happened this week. We're, we're in the dregs of the regular season. We know what it is. We know what it is. But a few things happened this week. Shout out Derek Rose, former MVP, the youngest MVP in NBA history. Seems a while ago now. He's made a move to join Tom Thibodeau over at the New York Knicks. Uh, K dot, <laughs> just just to explain. Firstly, did this trade need to happen, and you know why? I don't know. <laughs> what I would say is that Tom Thibodeau is reunited and he feels so good. <laughs> no, he he loves his own players, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He just likes his guys. Yeah, he likes his, he likes his dogs, which is fine. Um, did it need to happen? I don't think so, but um. I think the Knicks like where they are at the moment. I think they're trying to make a playoff push. Uh, there is some drawbacks to it, I think, that it may take away from RJ Barrett and Quickly's development. I'm not sure how you're going to how you're going to put them together. So especially like Quickly and and Derrick Rose, the spacing would just be so off, would be unreal. So Derrick Rose, is he there to start and play and get minutes? Yeah, I think so. Right. I, I do think they need to make a decision about his future. So um, are they going to sort of pay him on, like, during the twilight his twilight years of, of being in the league? Uh, no. Um, or are they just going to look to just have a – get a veteran leadership in there? They're not. He's not going to harm them defensively. He's going to fight over screens. He's going to battle. He's going to switch. He's going to do all of those things that Thibodeau loves. But I do think that um, – there is another thing as well that his usage is quite high. Yeah, so, for someone who's you know he's not quite a superstar, put it that way. Don't disrespect, disrespect him. Yeah, I just think felt like a little bit of a step back, but 
don't know. Don't know. Oh, good luck to him. Yeah, right good now. luck to him. Genuinely, genuinely, genuinely good luck to him. And good luck to Dennis Smith Jr. Him. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, hopefully he can revive his career. He was he was doing really well when he was with uh, Doncic. I hope that he can revive his career. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, and you know, if, if nothing else, Dennis Smith Jr. Enter the dunk contest. You know, and just get yourself a little bit of clout. You know, you can you got hops, bro. Enter the dunk contest. I'd, we'd love to see you there. We'd love to see you there. Right. Okay. Let's jump straight into it. Let's jump straight into it. Fine. Where am I going first? East or west? Um, I get to the side and I'm going. Yeah, there we are. Those are the drums for EastEnders, which means we're going eastbound. Now, where are we starting off? The east. Let's go to the standings. Let's go to the standings. I am very close to going off on the Eastern Conference, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that. I've spoken to the boys about this privately. I'm going to save my emotions this week. So let's give you the standings. Number one, the Philadelphia 76ers at 18 and 7. Milwaukee Bucks solid in the two seed. Brooklyn in three. Boston Celtics fourth. Now, this might surprise you, but the Toronto Raptors salute. They're in the fifth seed somehow. Indiana Pacers starting to slide down, disappointing them, but they're in sixth. Charlotte Hornets in the seventh spot, respect to them, and the Atlanta Hawks in the eighth. Um, other news, the Washington Wizards are off the bottom. They're now 14th seed. And the Miami Heat are starting to try and creep back up in the 11th seed. Where I'm going to take this is to Charlotte. And the reason I want to take us to Charlotte is because there's a certain guy there that is very loved by the hoop call. You know, at times we've called it La Hoop Call. Um, He's balling. (laughs) Oli, I know you like that, La Hoop Call, isn't it? You like that. He's balling out of control. Um, Big fan of this guy. Let's talk LaMelo Ball. So who wants to take this? LaMelo Ball, he's, he's been fantastic in my view. As I said, his numbers are starting to stabilise at quite a high level. He's getting more minutes now. Charlotte are getting some wins. Ollie, tell us about the mellow ball. What, 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 how, why have you been so impressed with him? Yeah, well, I have to, I have to admit, first of all, uh, put my hands up. I think before the beginning of the season, when, when he was drafted, I think I put in the group to say that he's gonna, that it will be a bust. Um, <laughs> Not just me. It was, there was a, there was a lot of other people that were sort of saying the same. But he's certainly, you know, turned those doubters around. So I think yeah, Kato, you were one of them. Yeah, I thought it was gonna. I thought there was gonna be a lot of nights where it was, you know, five for seventeen, you know, high turnovers. But especially sort of like over the last, the last sort of like last five games, he's really kind. Of kind of shown that he can do this on a consistent basis. I think he's averaging like 23 points, um, six boards and six assists or something along the lines That's of that. That's what I'm saying. He's, uh, he's affecting the game all over, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and I think he's, he's, shoot, he's been shooting 45% from three also. And he's also, one of the main things as well, he's actually got people watching Charlotte now. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'd always, giving I, you that. I'd always, I'd always wake up in the morning, you know, I'd go on YouTube and have a look at some of the plays in Charlotte Hornets. If I saw them you know, pop up. There's no, you know, no chance I'm going to be watching them. But now when they come up, especially seeing, 
uh, who's it? Him, him and Miles Bridges at the moment. You know, it seems to be one or two lobs up every game. <laughs> Oli loves Lob City. Yeah. Oli, Oli's, Oli's hoping it for a new Lob City. Oh, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Lob City didn't win nothing, Oli, right? There's no good memories yeah, of Lob City. I'm going to win anything, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> I love that you're a purist. You're a purist. Um, K-Dot, what's your eye test telling him about? Telling you about Lamelo, let's let's and let's let's put your cards on the table as well. You were very you were skeptical about him at times. You were saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah, well, he's going to fall in the course. draft." They're saying this about him, and they're not impressed with his workouts and rah rah rah. And then <coughs> you were wrong too. Yeah, nah. Oh, I, I, you know, I put my hands up and say I was very wrong. I guess my test is, is telling me that this is going to sound outrageous wild to some but he's reminded me of magic johnson oh my <laughs> oh my goodness like length. okay you know what i'm gonna the, the, the length the okay i'm gonna let you explain it i'm gonna get goku in here but you okay you gotta explain <laughs> it before you get blown off the mat go on go on <laughs> that's the length the passing ability the scoring just affecting the game in all different manners um, he's, he, no, he's really, he's really impressed. He's, he's a young, he's a young Magic Johnson. I think he's a young Magic, he's a Magic Johnson. He's, he's what, okay, okay, he's what okay, Lonzo okay. should have been. That's the problem. He's, <laughs> you know, the, the Lakers should have waited a couple huge. of years and uh, drafted him. That is huge. I mean, that, you know what? Okay, I see what you, I see what you, I actually see what you're saying to an extent. Like, genuinely, yeah. Firstly, but, Ollie, you were right. He's got people watching, having an interest in Charlotte, which has never happened in the sort of lifespan of me following the NBA, at least. Secondly, K-Dot, what I would say is, number one, you're right. He is affecting the game, you know, across, you know, he's, he's affecting the game in multiple different ways. I'll give you that. And secondly, I kind of get what you mean in terms of he's got a feel for the game. He adds a lot of flair. He's got a lot of flair, a lot of panache. Um... And he's really enjoyable to watch. Magic Johnson. Uh, nah, I'm not going to give that. Because, because, K-Dot, come on. Let's just, we're educating people here. Magic Johnson come in as a champion in college. Didn't he come in in his NBA, in his rookie year, win the title? Am I, yeah, am I wrong about that? And finals did, MVP? Did, I, th- I just think there, there are some similarities between the games. I'm not saying he is him now. I'm just saying that there are, like the, from what I see, um, I can see some similarities between between their games. Uh, all, right, all right, okay. Go on, go on. I'll let you finish. Go on. No, no, I was also going to say that people were were comparing him to Jason Kidd before the draft. And I think he's a much better player than Jason Kidd was in his rookie season. I don't think Jason Kidd got his J... Oh, Toby's got... ...to late, later on in his career. I think, he was a, I think Jason Kidd was a great passer. But I think that... I think... Lamelo, I think, seems like he's a more rounded player, and I think he's more gifted. That's what I think, anyway. Okay, so, okay, um, okay. I'm going to bring. So I think Tobe. he's going to rut trajectory, in my opinion. I'm going to bring Tobes in because Toby was he was showing a lot of emotion um, on the screen here. Toby, okay, okay. What do you reckon? I'll, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave an open question for you, pal. Well, it's because I had I had Jason Kidd in mind when when K-Dot started with comparisons to uh, Magic. So it's like they've got that similar vibe in the sense that, yeah, 
uh, J-Kid was a big guard, obviously not as big as Limbalo and Magic, but they kind of played the same way. I, I had his stats up at the time. That's why I was like, so, so, so yeah, you're right. Uh, Lamelo's scoring the ball a better clip and he's better shooter. J-Kid's the better passer so far in his rookie year. He got seven, 7.7 7 assists. But so far as trajectory well, rise, I still think they're around the same. And if I looked at it a different way, right? Obviously, it's just his rookie year, but it's only a litmus test, right? But if you look at the accomplishments and what J-Kid retired with, hear this out and just imagine Lamelo okay, retiring at the end of his year, yeah? Okay, go on. Five-time assist champion. Okay. Six-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year and All-Team Rookie, nine-time All-Defense, ten-time All-Star, now and one-time champion. Forget the big... champion. Just think of individual accolades. Lamelo Ball can fit that like for like. So I, I, I see the similarities and trajectory being fairly similar with him and J-Kid. I agree the uh, offense, like shooting-wise, he, he's got the potential to be way better, but it's also too early. So let's see. His, his form is still janky as hell, but it is working. So um, I, I find that interesting. I find that interesting as a comparison. So I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll, I will, I will put a disclaimer here. Obviously, we're all overreacting. I mean, it is what it is. That's what basketball's all about, man. We jump on storylines. We jump off storylines. He's been balling. We're all enjoying it. Listen, homework for today. YouTube some Jason Kidd. Have a look at make sure you're following Lamelo Ball's highlights, and you, you will see some similarities. As I said, I, I love watching just the flair. I haven't, I haven't looked into the absolute depth of his numbers, but I'm seeing some W's coming up. I'm seeing his his, his minutes coming up, and he's really really enjoyable to watch. Ollie, just quickly, Charlotte, seeing as you you're now following them. <laughs> What are their, what are their hopes? Are, they, are, they, are, they, are these boys making the playoffs? I think they're currently seventh at the moment. I'd like. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see him in the playoffs, but um, maybe more um, as in sort of like the playoff seat, like the playoff places, like not like not all of America, I'd probably say. I, 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 I'd like to. I, I think. I want them. I want them in the playoffs. Uh, it'd be just nice. League, it'd be nice. League league past Lamelo throwing lobs to Bridges. <laughs> That'd be beautiful. What is it with you lot of lobs, man? I don't know. I don't know. Nah, man. I don't it's know. All I see every every day on Insta. It's the, a new, it's a new exactly. lob from the pod, Lamelo. The pod loves lobs. Okay, also, fair enough. We, 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 gosh, if we're talking Lamelo, we, just quickly, we have to shout out his his career to this date game against the Utah Jazz, which came in a loss, but he did drop thirty four points, four rebounds, and eight assists. On, on is, Rudy Gobert's head. Which is incredible. Oh, yeah, that was a nice putback. Yeah. <laughs> Already a career, he got more career career high than, than his older brother. Lonzo. Oh, don't bring Lonzo into this. Guys, come on, that's out of order. That's out of order. Lonzo's got his own issues, man. Lonzo could be out of a job next year, man. <laughs> Lonzo literally could be on, you know, he could be on benefits next year. Okay, so let's just let's just all, you know, prayers up for Lonzo because we all we've been following the Ball Brothers for a long time, and you know, I, I like him. I like him personally. That's just me, though. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. Just quickly as well. You know, I just like using yeah. the sound clip. <laughs> so that music, Mark Fusion Watch. Or we just have a quick. Recap of the big three, seeing how they're getting on. Been a tough week for them. Kevin Durant is out with COVID. They lost three in a row before arresting the slide of a win at the Pacers. Conceding literally 120 every game. Um, K-Dot, just quickly. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, but like, how long can this continue? 120 points a game, like, this is unprecedented. Like, no, no matter who you are, like, if you want a career high, you go to Brooklyn. That's like the <laughs> that's like the mecca for just a career high. Yeah, it's, it's defensively looking a bit dire. I think they need to make some moves. Um, I don't think they're pressing the panic button as of yet, but you know, no, I was, no, I was no. saying definitely not panic the pod, I was saying you know the previous pod that uh, or last week's pod that um, that defense again defense is about effort, and I'm not sure that they're putting in 100 percent effort. Yeah, but the thing is, like, that, that type of thing, like, it's ingrained in your head over years and years and years. I don't know how how quickly they can flip this switch, this proverbial switch that they're talking about. But I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. My opinion is that Joe Harris might be on the block because he's he's valid. He's, I don't know what his I don't know what his contract situation is. But what I'm saying in terms of what other teams would want, Joe Harris would be a nice pickup for someone to get rid of. You know. So a little defensive workhorse, and you know, as great as he is, they don't need him. Let's be honest. Um, I think he, I think they need these minutes off the bench. I think you always need a good second bro. unit. I, I know something's got to give. Something's got to give. Vegeta and Gohan, but fundamentally, you know, something's got to give. You need to come to come in and add some. You know. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> Name me one good thing Krillin did. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Let's stop. That's my pigeon, right? That's my pigeon. That's my pigeon, right? Okay. Let's keep. Let's keep it. Let's keep it moving because I know we're going to get bogged down with the with the big three. We could talk about them all day, right? Do you guys think that that the gap between Boston and the the rest of the top three in that division? Do you think that they should be a bit closer? Or, and because they've got trade exception this year, do you think they should use it to try and inch? Because they need a, to me, it seems like they need another, another, I'd say, star, like mm. a, a Harrison Barnes, that type of player, um, to up. try and get them. Did you just put Harrison Barnes and star <laughs> together? <laughs> no, 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 no. I stop, but you know what? I mean, like a very good player, like at least someone oh, who career. can, what, can what? take them over the top. I just feel like that's too big. Why are we discussing this? Okay. I, I think uh, Dan, Danny Ainge came out and said that he wants, like he, he openly said <laughs> oh, that he wants uh, a, a big man who can shoot, basically. But I don't know who's really in the, in the, who they'll be in the market for. But yeah, they definitely need that. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is that guy who's really good at playing Uno. But when it comes to <laughs> poker, he won't play. He's like, nah, 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 oh, mate, nah, let's not pay for money, nah, just for fun, isn't it? This guy, he's a joke thing. I don't, you know, I don't, Toby, you, you take away. So answer, answer, Chris, I'm putting myself on mute. I don't want to talk about the Boston Celtics. When he said Boston Celtics in trade, I was like, I'm out. Okay, I'm on mute. It's, it's, uh, you set off the dock, man. Uh, yeah, there's, at, at the moment, it's a golf. There's a golf for sure between them and uh, the Nets, uh, the Bucks, and Philly. The, the Bucks and Philly, because they look settled as hell, right? They're just, they're in their element, you know, they're just going about the bits uh, and kind of quietly. The Nets, because they've got that offensive power. So the moment KD comes back, they'll be fine. You know, like you play that fusion clip, yeah? What, what the Nets are right now, you know, when they're practicing. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, the fat go things. And, they, it? and they, they keep they keep messing up and turning into fat and thin balls. That's what they are right now, you know. Oh, they when... can't. They haven't all three of them been together and hit that perfect oh. angle of their fingers, so they they get that united form. That's what the Nets are doing. So no one's worried Boy, about the playoffs. Thing. Yeah, about that Super Zone three. Oh. And the the Boston Celtics, they're 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 not firing all cylinders. Too. They're waiting for Kemba to get healthy. They're waiting. I think no, um, they're, they're, it's they're, a bit of a low as well, but you know they they are missing a piece against no, those no, other no. three. So if I'm the other three, and even if I'm other teams below them, I'm not scared of Boston. In Ugh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm done with this. I'm done. With, can I please? Can I please take us to the West? I'm really unhappy with the Boston Celtics. They should be battling these Nets. Yes, there we are. Thank you, Mr. Smith. There we are. That brings us out west. Okay, okay so let's check the standings first. As always, Utah Jazz, the number one seed. Respect to them. My Los Angeles Lakers at the two seed. Clippers, Oli, three seed, solid. And the Phoenix Suns in the fourth seed. Now, Portland Trailblazers holding tight in fifth. The San Antonio Spurs in sixth. Then the Nuggets in seventh. And the Golden State Warriors are back in it in eighth. It has been an absolute dogfight out west. Respect to all of them that are currently in the top eight. I think that will change a lot um, in the coming weeks. So, yeah. So, basically, you know, a few things to discuss. Firstly, um, the Phoenix Suns, they're on a nice little run. I remember a lot can change in a week in the NBA. Because I remember last week saying, oh, they... I don't know, are they starting to get found out? Are they not quite right? Because they're on a bit of a bad run. They've won four straight and they're looking good. Book and Chris Paul had big nights against Milwaukee yesterday. Um, Tobes, you're the one who said to me, you, it was you who said to me, they need time. You happy with what you're seeing from them? You happy they're going to reach your expectations for this season? I am. Um, uh, it's still early days, of course. Um, and then I think they're going to be moving up and down snakes and ladders around that fourth to eighth seed, to be honest, but they, they will make the playoffs. Um, and it's interesting. I actually watched a video yesterday, a little segment Bleacher Report did on um, Devin Booker and how one of the lasting moments he had with Kobe was to be legendary. And he's got a tattooed on his forearm and stuff like that. Oh, and he? this guy's, yeah, he's been so sick of losing. And what it showed to me is he, he got that soft, pretty boy, light skin face, you know, you know what I mean? Like, but, <laughs> He came across like a dog in that little segment, you know what I mean? Like, and put him next to Chris Paul. These guys are like high IQ players, so I think it's just taking time for them to mesh together as a backcourt. And then once they've unlocked that, they know how to pick apart teams. Uh, the big thing I think for Booker was he wasn't really scoring at the clip everyone thought he would be compared to yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought as well. But yeah, but it's just it's just because you've got a floor general like Chris Paul next to you, so. Um, I think what they're doing is they're, the synergy is improving. Uh, a lot of your young defender, young wing defenders, Cam, uh, sorry, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges are really coming along. And DeAndre Ayton is honestly, I think he's like, he's waiting, like he's almost there. Like he's, he's rebounding and defending has got better, but his offensives yeah. come down. So when it all comes together, I think he's going to be a really nice third piece. And uh, yeah, they're looking all right, looking real good. So I'm happy they're progressing. No, yeah, I I, I agree with you. It's a really good take, Tobes. Like they're, they're just they're just looking good. They're looking quite a good team. My question to you, Ollie, is right. You you 
you know, obviously you know a lot about basketball. You look at that Western Conference and you see a lot of teams um, of quality there, right? Phoenix Suns, we had good hopes for them, but let me give you some names of some teams, right? The Denver Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors, and the Dallas Mavericks. Those three teams, at least, yeah? If they're firing in all cylinders, so say we make it past the all-star break, everyone's got it together and they're sort of motivated and, you know, everyone's sort of got that juice back. Do you think Phoenix can really hang with those teams? Now, honestly? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think yeah, they yeah, can. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you I'm on that one, I'm totally honest. I'm with you I don't that. think... I think you've got the the two LA teams. I don't think... I think they're in sort of like their own their own kind of bracket. Um, then I'd probably say the Utah and Denver are in that sort of second tier at their best. Is think, everyone at their best. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when it like when it comes playoff time, yeah. And then built in the third tier, yeah, you've got your Phoenixes, uh, Miami. If they can turn it, you know, if they can uh, turn things around, um, Golden well, I wouldn't Golden State maybe getting towards that. Well, in, especially I know in you said Miami. Do you mean the Mavericks? And, Mavericks, sorry, yeah, yeah. The Mavericks, you can turn it around when they can actually get things uh, when they get things together. But yeah, no, I don't. When it's as I said, it's, it's it's a different ball game during regular season and, and playoff, and I don't think the Phoenix are quite there yet. No, I don't. But I don't. they've got the pieces. They've got they're getting there. They've got the pieces. I think they're one of those teams. Nice, tough out. You know what I mean? Respectable team, mm. tough out. Um, good. Yeah. And I think Chris Paul, Chris Paul's, yeah, you know. Silence the doubters once more. Yeah, including me. I'll put my hands up to that. I said he's potentially overrated. I thought that he'd have a down year. I thought, I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm kind of, it's my, that's my bad. I forgot that he's literally like legendary. He's one of those players that other players are just like, nah, this guy is, is different. So I need to put more respect on his name. In fact, okay, let me take a second to actually put my money where my mouth is. Chris Paul, it's for you. Put some respect on my name. You all understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on so speaking of putting some respect on names, K Dot, yeah, just a quick one. Your Spurs, st- you you early doors ruled them out of everything. You basically said they were in irrelevancy this season. But about a third away the season, their sixth seed. I've looked at their numbers, yeah. They they are not spectacular at anything. Like because I, was, <laughs> I, 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 I honestly I took time. I looked at their numbers. Oh, you know, they're three points, at, but they're just they're just chugging along. Their point differential was minus one point two. That says a lot, you know. What I mean, they they just sort of scraping past teams, and yeah. But oh. are you happy with what you're seeing? I don't know. Like, do you think this will all just fall apart? You don't think they're going to make the playoffs? I know you've said that already. Um, I think I've changed my mind a little bit because I just Whoa. developed with Ronnie Walker and Keldon Johnson um, over the course of the season has really blown me away. I really thought that they were going to come into the league and have teething problems. So they look like they're they're ready. Um, I think we found two. Very, very good young players. Um, and it was really down to the fact that we've got a young core. So I didn't really think that, that we're going to uh, reach the playoff this year. I think, yeah, I was, I was waiting for next season. But um, I'm really, I've been really impressed. Like, no one can ever, you know, count us out. We're not, you know, a bottom of the barrel team by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, all right, Kato, question for you then. Question for you. Same question I asked Oli last week about his team. Who are they sneakily better than? That's a good question. Um, but Toby doesn't look convinced at all. <laughs> Toby's face. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
They're not, are they? They're not. No, they're they're, just they're, not. They're, they're, the boy, the boy's sweating. He's starting. No, no, I don't want to speak out of turn because you know I might throw Denver, Denver Nuggets. Wait, the whole point of the pod is to speak out of turn, man. We own this. <laughs> no, no, I think we we are where we are. I don't think we're better than anyone in particular. I think, yeah, I, I think we we, we are. And, and, I, and I fundamentally, I believe in pop. I think in a in a seven game. Yeah, in a seven-game series, I think we can we can take anyone. I really do believe that. I really do believe that. On our day, you know, I, I think that pop, pops pops coaching. You can take anyone in seven games. Anyone. Okay, maybe not anyone, but we could we could surprise a few things, and I think we'll always be a tough out. And I think that's the that's what you, that's what you can ask. <laughs> now you know, I I like the fact you're backing your team, and that's the whole point of being a fan. You're backing your team. And you're overachieving so far. I, I actually kind of agree with Tobes. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone you're actually sneakily better better than. I think you are where you are. But what, one thing you are better at is in the coaching position. Re- really good, yeah. really experienced coach. You said so. You know, maybe you can overachieve. Maybe you can overachieve. Legendary coach. Legendary coach. I will give you. Go. I'll give Gaylord, you. you ju- Deontay Murray is a nice player too. In your little, in your little young core. Yeah, he no, eight, eight, eight still the other day as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I guess I always knew he was nice. Yeah, no, I always knew he was nice, but I've just been just so impressed with, you know, Lenny Walker and and uh, Kelton Johnson and how they're you know, how they're sort of ascending. I really am, um, and I think we may have found our our, our next two. Um, okay, so okay, I'm 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 really happy. Good, good. Speaking of people being happy with their teams that brings me to me finally i can talk about my team you know them well the los angeles lakers now the los angeles lakers they won six straight they're sitting pretty at second in the conference and i think they will eventually overtake the jazz Really happy with them. Really, really surprised. Now, I thought that this team was going to come in to the regular season flat. I think I said that in our prediction um, pod. I said, I don't. I think we'll be in the top four seeding. We'll chug along. They'll rest LeBron. They'll rest AD. And we'll just see where we are by the playoffs. But it's not been the case. Clearly, for me, I think it's clearly a cultural thing. LeBron has set the culture there. It's, he's different than he was in the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers, I remember he used to do, he used to do post game press conferences where he's like, "Listen, I'm a challenge from any seed." Like he said, he said, "What's he used to say?" He said, "Mustard seed, popcorn seed, it don't matter." Like I'm I'll, I'm happy to go on the road and win. Maybe he thought it was the East, he can do that. Um, he used to say, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm not really bothered about any regular season games." He's, I don't know if any of you guys have noticed that, but all of that has changed. They've been to overtime three games in a row. LeBron has played all three. LeBron has closed all three. He's in the MVP running. And not only him, the team has looked quite nice. Trez has settled really well. Um, Oli, sorry, bro, but he has. He has. He's just, he's settled really well. Man, I don't talk about that, man. Okay. <laughs> you didn't want him. You didn't want him. Yeah, uh, Trez. Well, Trez yeah, he didn't want him, exactly. And then he's, then he's bitching about that, he, that the team didn't want him. There's a clear reason why we didn't want him. For those football it, 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 it's like Saul Campbell snaking. Yeah, it literally was. It literally <laughs> 
Is it that? Or any yeah. North London switch. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, yeah, so Campbell. That's a great, that's a great analogy. Treasures look good. I think Schroeder's look good as well. Um, and yeah, we've just looked good. We've got the best defense in the NBA. We've got LeBron and we've got AD not firing, not firing at all. So when he comes back, when he warms back up, going to be one hell of a prospect. Um, so who wants this? Who wants this? No, okay, I'm not going to throw it to Ollie first. Ollie, I will get to you, but Tobes. Um, so the Lakers are the favorites to win it all. LeBron is the favorite to win MVP. Is everything really that good in Lakerland at the moment? No. Okay, I like it. And I like the way you said it. Go on, talk to me. Why is this man having to play overtime to beat the Thunder? All right? That's a problem. LeBron is... How old is he now? 36? You know what I mean? he's, He's played 42 minutes, 46 minutes, and 41 minutes in the last three games. The man is old. He's like, I want to just Bro, go home I, and drink wine. I've Bam. seen this guy pay like 48 minutes. The couch. Yeah, Remember 2018? Keep doing that. We want to see him play till he's 45, man. And these are like small, small teams. You know what I mean? Like, So the way what I've got in my notes is the Lakers, right? They're all control, but no explosion. By that, I mean, you need him right now. You actually need him to win these games because AD's out. And when he is playing, he's not very good. And you don't have a third guy who can just go off. You know what I mean? Like, Someone who would just like drop yeah. over twenty five nicely. I'm not seeing it yet from someone else. So you are you are in complete control, and 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 LeBron looks healthy, man. I don't know what his <laughs> his body prep and diet is crazy, but I would just like to see someone else step up as well. So you know, and really put their stamp in winning that game, whether that be a Kuz or or a Dennis Schroeder. Okay, and I get you, I get you, and I did think that because the teams we're going to overtime against aren't great teams. But what my thoughts also were, were, you know what I said about culture earlier? Those are the type of games that maybe, you know, a team that's cruising would just take an L. You know what I mean? They'd just yeah. be like, okay, fine, yeah, we'll lose it. Regular season game doesn't matter. But instead, LeBron's like, no, 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 let's, let's not. Let's not lose these games. And like, because against, against the first time against OKC, um, they were they were 11 points down in the fourth quarter and he just was like, nah, I don't want to lose this. And then, um, I don't know if you saw yesterday, he sunk a three in the last second again to send it to overtime again, then closed in overtime. So clearly he's like, you know what? No, nah, I want us to keep winning. Yeah, it's amazing the sway he has on the game. Like um, he, to be a player that can just say, I'm winning this game and then go and win the game can never be underrated. Like the sway he has is, 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 is incredible. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, I want to see the guy play with his son, you know, so let's, let's get him some rest. Yeah. K dot. This one's for you. Yeah. LeBron. Um, what have you noticed that's different about him than other times in his career? And you you've heard what I've had to say. Do you think anything's changed with him, or do you like, you know? I think he's become a bit more of a, a killer. I guess that's the only word really what I can use. That he's taking games with a scruff of the neck and, and comfortably, or, or, or willing them over the line. I think that's down to the fact that a, he's playing in a more difficult conference, and I think he understands and he knows that. Those uh, there 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 are no easy matchups in the playoffs in the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that um, he knows that to to win his next championship, it's going to be it's going to take a mammoth 
um, task yeah, yeah. getting getting past anyone. So I think you know locking up the first seed or second seed is is paramount this year. Do you think? Um, uh, yeah, here's a question as well for you while you're talking about him. I don't know if you noticed, but maybe just over a week ago, after the Cleveland game, he's kind of just up to all his numbers. Do you think all of a sudden he's like, hold on, I'm in the, I'm in the MVP running here. Maybe I should, maybe I should, you know, go for it. Because earlier in the season, he was kind of like 24, 6 and 5, you know, just winning games. And remember we said on this pod that he's just sort of in second gear. But things have changed. Do you think it's A, because what Toby said, the team have needed it? Or B, because he's also thinking, you know what, actually, I could win MVP here. Or probably a mix of both, right? Yeah, I think he's got that kind of Jordan, Kobe type thing where he sets himself challenges every single year, whether it's be, you know, being an all-defensive team or... And I think, yeah, he's, he's, he's putting challenges in front of him um, to motivate him. So why not be the, another MVP at, what, 36, is it? So I guess, I guess it just goes to show that, you know, being a, a superstar player like he is, you know, everyone legendary, needs some motivation. As you said, legendary superstar. <laughs> Oli, why, Oli, why do you look so upset? Oli, okay, you tell us. Um, you, what you've seen so far, third way through the season, simple question. Are you still taking your Clippers over the Lakers after of everything you've seen? In the finals, yeah. In the, in the um, Western Conference oh, sorry, finals? Sorry, in the, in the conference finals, yeah. Still quite confident. Yeah. I still have, yeah, I've still got the Lakers... Um, Top of the at the regular season, but yeah, I've got I've got back my team. Yeah, you got back your team, and I'm liking that. Everyone's back in their team at the moment here. I'm I'm very happy with that. Um, yeah, no, I like I'm, the Clippers. I'm I'm, imp- I'm impressed with the Lakers. Um, I think they've always. I think it's more recently they've had to sort of go into that extra gear, and they've always got like a gear or two that they can sort of go into. And I think sort of. Toby already touched on it. This is like the first time in the season where LeBron's had to go, right, I actually have to take, sort of take over now. And he's playing, LeBron's actually playing defence this season as well, which is and actually one of the good main defence as well. Trying to play good, yeah, exactly. When he shows, when he actually puts, you know, I know he's trying to conserve himself for the playoffs, but it shows when he actually puts himself into it, he can, he's, he's still the, the best at age 36. And he's, he's still the best player in the league. Yeah, I'd agree. Obviously, I'd agree. But um, oh, Karim, I know Karim's team KD, and there's, there's no shame in that. If if KD is the number one, I respect that. I, I think MVP is going to be a tough shout for LeBron to get. But if he keeps going like this, yeah, um, think, then why yeah, not? It's, it's, it's tough. I, um, I like to I like to see a big man win it. Yeah, I know. I don't think Embiid can. I did have I did have Embiid. I was I've probably got uh, Jokic probably just nudging it at the moment. <sighs> Well, had uh, well, we've got a couple of weeks, and we'll, we'll see your power rankings. Um, yes. I think I still think KD is going to win the MVP when it's all said and done. The the the, the story, you know, the narrative will get him an extra thirty percent of the vote. Three games, yeah. So, well, yeah, he has missed a lot of games, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm happy with my Lakers. I'm happy with my Lakers. New music means new segment. Now, we've had a few discussions with people that listen to the pod right and they've been just asking us various different questions we're chatting to them back and someone spoke someone i spoke to earlier in the week i asked him i said what team do you follow and he said oh, no I, I like the game but i don't follow a team right so i brought this to the to the hoop call panel and we've decided to introduce a new segment called rookie season 
this is where we provide value to people that are interested in the game, obviously, but want to know a little bit more and you know get advice, tips, information related to being a bit of a beginner, right? So the first question we're going to answer here is simple. So the question we're going to answer here is simple. How do I choose a team to follow? Simple, right? So I've asked the boys to pick a methodology of choice in picking a team to support within the NBA, right? And hopefully you'll affinate towards one of those methodologies. And let us know. Let us know which one you ultimately choose. Podcast at thehoopcall.com at the hoop call on socials or holler at us at zero seven three seven nine four eight one five two eight. Now who would like to go first of the mandem? Alright, okay, so K Dot's made a move, so I'm gonna bring it to K Dot first. Tell us what team you support and tell us how someone who's not sure should pick a team to follow. You can even tell them what team to follow. So go, I support the San Antonio Spurs. Go Spurs go. And um, I guess I sort of really fell in love with them. Basically, that they didn't they didn't have a superstar as such, and they just played fundamentally sound basketball. And I think that just goes. That's so you. Yeah, yeah, just very suited (laughs) to my personality. Like I like the sort of the the little nuts and bolts of the game and how it should be played, rather than you know all of these major superstars, all that kind of stuff. They did have did have superstars at the did have a superstar at the time. But they really did have um, a, a team approach to things, so, and I, that, that really suits my personality. I guess if I was going to follow the game as a rookie, I think um, you should follow like a team on the rise and a team of you know young superstars who um, really fun to watch night in and night out. Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah, you want some entertainment value, um, and you want to be supporting them for a long time. Um, hopefully the stars <laughs> stay together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get us to Is uh, the New Orleans Pelicans? I think that they've that got is, all of the oh, ingredients fantastic. Um, for them to to become very very good in the next two or three years. I like that suggestion. I like it a lot, K Dot. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think that yeah, they've 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 got a very um, they've got a very experienced coach who could probably take them over the line. And yeah, just generally speaking, they're, they're they're playing they're playing okay this year, but um, I think their bet their sort of fortunes will will tell in the next three or four years. So keep you know stay tuned for them. Yeah, no, you know what? That's brilliant. That's a, I think that's a great way to start because basically, if you're a rookie, you can grow with the team. Um, so K Dot has suggested follow a team that's got a young core, a young superstar. That can develop a bit of excitement to watch, not too much pressure on the results, and see where you go with it. Um, I think it's important to follow a team because as you follow a team, you get to follow all the statistics, you get to follow the schedule, their trades. That way, you kind of understand the industry and the game better. So yeah, just yeah. So K dot, you've 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 made a very very good suggestion. I like I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Now. Who's next? Who wants next? Unmute. Whoever unmutes first gets it. Oh, no one. Oh, no, Tobes. And that was Tobes. Tobes took that. Tobes took that. Tobes. Okay, tell us what team you support. Tell us how you would choose a team to support if you were a rookie. And what team might you suggest? 
So I'm an OKC fan, Oklahoma City Thunder, for those that don't know. Uh, I mentioned it before on the pod. Uh, oh, Toves, they were the king of the young core. <laughs> oh they, my God. Yeah, they were, the, they were the up and comers. And, that, and that's part of the point. So <clears throat> two things I want to touch on in the decision-making process if you're new to basketball, like I was at the time. One, you got the history element, right? So in some regards, you, you may want to join a culture and a fan base that's got an established history. You know, if if you're surrounded by, let's say, a glorious past, it may make embedding yourself in the sport a lot easier. Like yeah, I, I speak for myself, when I first started following football, I hate to admit it, but Manchester United was the first team very, very long back. And I was like five, you know what I mean? Oh, like, just because just, just they're the flavour of the month and they've that's, got that history, you're like, oh yeah, cool, I like that. Yeah, it wasn't childish. until I matured that's and childish. came to my own self. Yeah, literally like, like that's, that's five. And then by the age of eight, I was like, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is the greatest thing ever <laughs> to walk this planet. Hence, Chelsea's took my heart. But <laughs> same regard, I flipped it on the other side. For me, being new to the sport, I didn't want a team with an established history. So I'm like looking, I'm looking around. And obviously superstars are currency, so they reel you in. But the OKC came to me because they are literally a newborn franchise. So I was like, oh, this makes sense, you know. On top of me loving the players there, there's I can identify with myself myself with them. So, like, they're not going to win a chip for another X amount of years. But I can say, oh, I was with them just, just after they <laughs> moved from Seattle and I, I've been supporting them since. <laughs> so I looked for it from an, a clean slate perspective. Um and there aren't many others like that because the franchise has been around. Uh, and switching on to my other reason is personal, the personal side of it. So if you're new to the sport, what you tend to do is identify with teams you already follow or players you already follow. Yeah. Exhibit A, um, I'm a big rugby fan as well. Uh, when I first came into rugby, I was always looking for the guy who, who was going to lit up and be agile and quick and stuff like that. So like... Old, old heads would know players like Jason Robinson, right? Used to play for England. Amazing on the ball, right? right? So I was like, look at this small, compact guy, the way he just moves around. So I come to basketball. Who's small, compact, and crazy athletic? Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. like, this, this guy just baffles my mind. The way, he, the way he's trying to dunk on seven-foot people is the same way like Jason Robinson's trying to run over a seven-foot guy in rugby. And I was like, I just love the, the aggression explosion. So I took that personal mesh, and I think... For anyone new to the sport, if you already support a team in your whatever sport or, or, or an individual in whatever sport you follow, try and make that comparison with a team in the league and that might really help. Uh, my team to suggest for you, those up and coming, <laughs> it's been a bumpy ride and, and they've been struggling a lot. But uh, I would actually go with the grit and grind era, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, okay, they, They've got a similar guy who... You know, I like in Ja Morant. He's got that same Russell Westbrook energy. Uh, they've got a healthy, they've got a good core, sorry, when they're all healthy, uh, Ja Morant. And I think they can do bits. Um, and if I was going to try and compare the OKC funder to, you know, a football team to stay uh, relevant for our fans, I'd say Ajax, you know, because they, they, they just produced three MVPs and now they've all been siphoned off to clubs around the world. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they've been uh, harvested. But um, yeah, they're the two things i'd look out for 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 new fans one what messes with you personally and two have a look into the history of the of the of the club tobes thank you very much so guys listen if you if you if you just sometimes it's a it's an instinct thing something just resonates with you tobes was saying that they kind of mirrored um as you know the people that he followed mirrored people that he already 
had a lot of respect for. So, so Tobes, for example, you know, Jason Robertson, Russell Westbrook, he saw similarities in them and he just affinated towards them and there we are. So yeah, thanks a lot, Tobes. OKC will be back. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just put my heart out to you there, man, because I know you're going through a tough time right now, but you will be back. You got more more draft picks than I've had at dinners and <laughs> You'll be back, but just don't do the potential thing. Yeah, you tried that already, and you know, you know what happened. <laughs> okay, Ollie, 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 you're up. You're up. We know who you support. You know he's the biggest Clippers fan going. You know the pain he's been through. Um, but Ollie, okay, talk talk to the rookies. Talk to the rookies. Explain why was, they should go through the pain that you've been through. It was quite funny because the team that I was actually going to pick was the Memphis Grizzlies as well. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> but it's um, well, you guys all clowned at me last week. I was going when I was going off about the Grizzlies, but uh, it seems like <laughs> you got got the got the taste of Jar Morant and Triple J as well. But now nah, it's uh, well, you, you guys all know that I'm a I'm a big Clippers fan. Um, it originally started when I didn't have you know was it like eight nine years ago when I didn't have a clue about basketball and. The, the one I would always sort of go around my mates, and he would like he would always have it on in the background. And it was just this, there was this one guy who just recently just came into the league, and the things that he that he was doing, I was like, oh wow, it was like this must be like every, everyone must be doing this in basketball. And then obviously you realise he's like, oh no, this this guy's actually quite special, and that's Blake. You know, that was Blake Griffin because he was white. <laughs> and Mitch <Johnson. laughs> no, what? Man, he was we can around the court. <laughs> Travis, it's uh, it's a it's a real shame how his sort of career's gone down just because of the the amount of injuries that he's had. But watching, you know, if you get a chance again, you know, five ten minutes watching his his rookie highlights, he was you know set him on his way to stardom, and and watching him, and then eventually getting when they brought in the Chris Pauls and we had DeAndre Jordan, and it was just a team to watch, and it was just it was just like so exciting to me. And that was, and it was, it was also a team that no one was really supporting as well at the yeah, time. So classic Ollie cool. as well. Yeah, that's, that's classic cool. Ollie as well. <laughs> I was like, that'd be cool to watch. You know, they've never, never won a championship. Only sort of in in basketball terms, only quite new, newly formed as well. Um, they've gone through a lot of sort of troubles, and now I can kind of try and reap the rewards of of the of the well hopefully in the next couple of years if we win a, if we win a championship you know? so yeah it's um we've got you know we've got our stars at the moment we've got Kawhi uh Paul George uh Tyloo, who's um you know championship winning coach so and we've got a lot of well I was gonna say like players like Pat Beverly but maybe not so much but uh like like Lou Will as well so um, it's if, if, if there's a team uh you might get you might get called a bandwagoner if you go and support them now but yeah it's got I've always got to show love my LA Clippers oh so you're recommending your team you're, LA you're, Clippers okay. I've got to I've got right. to I, said I was gonna oh, everything that everything that Toby said I was yeah bang on about about the Memphis, you know, the, the young core, they've got a young coach um, and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a good team to watch for, for the next 10 years. But yeah, if I'm going to, I'm going to get people to jump on the, on the, on the Clipper hype. I don't actually know any other Clipper fans either. So it'd be nice to talk to <laughs> someone about the Clippers for a change. Oh, I was just going to say. Yeah, that. say it, get it in. <laughs> don't <laughs> tell me. Tober, for it. It's actually known as the Dudley boys. They've got <laughs> yeah, that yeah. kind of connection. Like, these are get the tables. Obviously, I, I, I have the same team. They are. That is true. They are known as the Dudley Boys. 
They seem to just connect on a lot of takes. Whatever reason. <laughs> they seem to connect on a lot of takes. And they're both in agreement you should try and start following the Memphis Grizzlies. So fair enough. Now, I'm going to tell you about how I chose my team to support. And it's a simple formula. It's a simple formula. Now, the NBA is known as a superstar-driven league. Um, what, what that basically infers is that it's supported mostly by its stars, they're more important than the franchises. Where, so, for example, in football, for example, you say, ah, oh, no one's bigger than the club. Like, no one's bigger than Manchester United. You know what I mean? Whoever comes and goes from Man U, Man U will always be Man U. Yeah? Um, Liverpool, the stalwarts, this, that, and the other. Basketball is not normally seen as the case. There's five people on the court at any one time, which means a great player, a superstar, can have a large influence on the outcome of the game. Therefore, it's kind of seen as a superstar-driven league. And that's what got me. Now, in 2008, my sister got me a LeBron James jersey. And that's it. I never looked back. Like, honestly, because afterwards, after I got the, it was actually after I got the jersey, I was like, who is this guy? And I've just been following his career ever since. So my approach is follow the superstar. Pick a, pick a favourite. Pick a favourite player, yeah, and just roll with it. That that way it enables you to hook yourself to the player, enables you to therefore hook yourself to kind of the stats, the coverage, the um, his teammates, and you can think about his trade destination, and it enables you to, to learn a lot about the game over time. Also, you know, it's just a way to form a connection because at the end of the day, you're across the pond. There's no particular connection to a a geographical connection to a franchise per se, right? So if you if you have a true favourite, you go from there. The issue I'm going to have is LeBron is like, he's like 50 now, isn't he, or whatever. When he retires, I'm not sure. I don't, know, I don't quite know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to settle on a franchise. But I followed the Cavs wherever they went. Then I was on South Beach, enjoyed South Beach, back to the Cavs. I was there in 2016 when they won it all. I was, you know, when J.R. Smith forgot to score in 2018, playoffs, I was there. And, you know, now I'm over in L.A. And I'm loving it. You know what I mean? I moved into Ollie's neighbourhood. We're neighbours again. I'm loving it. And, you know, as LeBron said, I want my damn respect too. (laughs) Like, so my advice to you is this. Pick a superstar. Follow him. Follow the team and follow them where they go. Enjoy it. And just enjoy it, mate. Because it enables you to bring, to bring storylines to the table. Because if you, if you have, like, say, LeBron as your hero, inverted commas, you then get villains. And, it, you know, it just makes the whole thing kind of more of a um, sporting entertainment and pantomimes. I really, really enjoy it. But that's my advice. In terms of what teams to support, I think both the boys actually have had good suggestions i've had really really good suggestions but i'm gonna go with my um i'm gonna go with my strategy and say follow gosh you know there's quite a few long young young superstars but i'm gonna say maybe follow luka Doncic. maybe follow luka Doncic and the mavericks because the mavericks i think number one they've got luka who i genuinely think has top five all-time potential one. Number two, I think they've got a good owner in Mark Cuban, 
I think they'll make moves and that team will get better and better. Um, so I think over the next two to three years, that team is going to become good, really, really good. And Luca's really young, man. He's got he's got another fifteen years playing in this league. So my advice is follow the Dallas Mavericks. Great team, great organization, championship organization. Other contenders, the Hawks. Nice young team, ATL. It's a nice city. Um, and then, as you guys said, the Pelicans, um, the Grizzlies. Nice young teams to build up with. Lots of teams to follow, though, guys. Lots of teams. But just, just be glo- do a little glory hunter thing, man. Jump on Brooklyn's hype. That's fun. That'll be fun to follow. That'll be really, really fun to follow. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you boys think. I think that's fair, right? Superstar driven. That's not. That's not cheating, is it? Nah, nah. You're, you're yeah, well said. It's a uh, superstars are currency, man. They're currency. Or and I like what you said. Do yourself a favor. Do, have two teams in it. Like one, one ride and die, and then one like. All right. <laughs> Sorry, if we go playoffs, I know who I'm riding with. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. gonna be twiddling my thumbs in the play- in the yeah, playoffs. That's you know, true. That's true. I don't see OKC there, so I'll probably end up siding with one particular team and saying, "Yeah, yeah, this is my team." So that's true. Actually, you can be you can be greedy in NBA. Actually, you, you can be greedy when you live across the pond. So what? You know what I mean? No one's gonna wait. Half Man U. I'm from Essex. We've got we've got Man U fans coming out of my ears. So. Don't, don't you know? Don't feel too you know. Don't feel like you've got to religiously follow a team, but just follow it to enjoy it. Follow it to get to know the sport, and honestly, you get a lot out of it. So, rookies, there's your advice. Pick a t- end of the day. Pick a team. Go with it. See what happens. Again, don't please don't call me arrogant because what oh, I, I'm saying Jose. is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special. You are. You are. You are Jose. Thank you very much. Now, Jose Mourinho, he always introduces our one of our favourite sections on the show called the best league in the world, where we normally compare basketball to another sport, normally Premier League football, and enable it to become more relatable. However, we have a new challenger entering the arena. You know, I see with Smash Bros, you know, you get a new challenger, yeah. You've got a new challenger entering the arena. And that challenger is the National Football League, NFL, American football, whatever you want to call it. Now, we all know the Super Bowl happened this weekend and we witnessed history as Tom Brady, quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, won his seventh Super Bowl, his fifth Super Bowl MVP and he did it in incredible fashion he did it in incredible fashion beating Patrick Mahomes um, now bear with us because the reason why we're discussing it will all become very very apparent but Dot, can you just briefly for our, our listeners just explain to them why this was so impressive considering he's 43 years old and considering the kind of the nature of the sport yeah, so as you alluded to, uh, he's a 43-year-old man <laughs> so playing, in <laughs> a very, <laughs> playing in a very violent sport, which is very unforgiving. He, um, the consistency that he's played at over the last 20 years has been phenomenal, been absolutely unreal. He's led teams that were, they weren't littered with talent, um, especially when he was in New, New England. Um, and he's dragged them kicking and screaming to the Super Bowls, back-to-back years. Um, he's winning percentages over the course of his career. Um, I've always stayed positive. And he, he, not to belittle him, but 
he I don't think anyone looked at him and thought, oh, he was the most talented quarterback yeah, or yeah, yeah. he had the greatest arm or anything like that. He just he was just excellent all of the time. He was always you know, he's always clutch and he just performs on the biggest stages. Yeah, um, he does, he does, and uh not to plug my other YouTube channel. Not to plug my YouTube channel, but we have looked at his numbers on Doc in the Arena, if you're, anyone's interested. Um, but yeah, yeah, Kayla, we'll, we will come back to you regarding the Tom Brady thing, right? The reason why we bring him into the equation is because we want to talk goats, the greatest of all times, right? And it's something that's kind of been hijacked, I think, by the Americans in terms of the way they talk about goats. They like, they like bringing it up a lot. But I think that there are other sports that have that have something to say about it. So I've said, right, okay, let's bring the basketball goat into it. Let's bring Michael Jordan into it because I think he's kind of seen as the goat of goats. You know what I mean? He's kind of seen as the person that has done the best. The per- yeah, the person that's kind of the best. So so we're going to bring the, the basketball goat into it because Michael Jordan... As much as I'm a LeBron fan, Michael Jordan is the the goat of basketball, and it's such a it's it's got to such a level that like if you're really good at something, you're known as the Michael Jordan of that thing. So I'm bringing Michael Jordan into it, okay, into this argument. But I've told all the boys, bring someone, we'll discuss it, we'll bring a goat from a different sport, and then we'll leave it up to you guys to see what you think, right? Now I'll be interested to see how the boys kind of define goat. Goat versus greatest of all time versus best of all time, you know whether it's achievement eye test. But you know I'll let them I'll let them explain it themselves. All big man, all big man's here. Yeah, they can all explain for themselves, right? Um. So here we go. Now, so firstly, Ollie, the the basketball connoisseur. I'm going to let you remind because I would say at the moment the guy who has the title, the guy who's got the the, the gold. Is Michael Jordan? I'd like you to remind the the audience why Michael Jordan is the goat of goats, in your view. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Now, now everyone's probably on the on the the hype train with Jordan from uh, the, the Last, Last Dance, Dance yeah, so documentary. Good. So, so good. if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's amazing. Like start watching it today. But he. The argument with Jordan over pretty much every, any other athlete, or in, especially in basketball, is is his is his finals records. Six six NBA finals, six NBA championships, six finals MVP. He's just so, so flawless. A one hundred percent record every time he has gotten to the final. You know, on top of um leading the league in scoring 10 seasons he was he led the league in steals for three seasons defensive player of the year five times mv mv regular season mvp um the the he retired twice and came back as as he came retired and then won a free p the man played a different sport and excelled in that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that and, is a joke too that. and also he said yeah he's had his jersey retired by the Bulls a lot of people don't actually know he's had his jersey retired by the Miami Heat as well what so he had another team yeah number 23 is retired for Miami <laughs> just because he was because good. of Michael Jordan just I, because he was that damn good yeah I mean I mean that is one hell of a CV that is one hell, it is it is hard comparing apples and oranges but to summarise what Ollie said, the guy has proven 
elite, elite, elite offensively, elite, elite, elite defensively, um, individual awards, team awards. He's got it all and the eye test and, you know, that flawless record in the that's finals. The, that's the argument every, until the end of time, until someone has that many rings and done it without a, a notch in their record, Jordan will always be a top. It's, it, and, it's the, and it's the six finals MVPs as well. It's not one time where he was just a bit like so-and-so and someone else helped like... It is mad. It is mad. It is mad. I think he holds the belt. I think he holds the belt. Um, a part of it, I've always said to K-Dot, anyway, me and him have like had loads of chats about this, and I've always said he's the best marketed athlete of all time as well. But I think that adds to his myth. I think that adds to his myth. And I think he holds the belt. I think he holds the belt. Um, K-Dot, seeing as we're talking about, seeing as we brought in the new challenger, tell us why Tom Brady is the GOAT of GOATs. In your view, so unfortunately, it can only affect one part of the game, which is offensively. But my God, does he affect it? He's uh, it's a seven-time Super Bowl champion. That's right, like seven-time Super Bowl champion. Like Booker T, five times. <laughs> the five-time Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> the way you said it was too funny. All right, continue. Continue. He's one of the uh, uh, the most valuable player. Uh, three times, which I think is an atrocity to, to him. But just the consistency over the last twenty years, the fact that he's taken a, a very mediocre team in his for, um, in his forties to a Super Bowl in a in an era where um, there has been there hasn't been this many elite quarterbacks around. He's still got zip on his arm, and I just think that for someone who was so underrated that no one really knew about when he was in college. Um, he was a, actually he was the, the the he was drafted in the sixth round of 100 and 199th pick. It's just it's an unbelievable ascension to to the pinnacle of his of his sport. And when he and like I said, when he was in New England, he took bakers, took fishermen to the super to the Super Bowl, <laughs> and still came on top. So you I, make I just yourself think, like he's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> What else did he do? <laughs> he raised the dead. Man man. Walked on ice, <laughs> water, you know. He walked yeah, a lot. He walked a lot. So oh. I just think, yeah, he, he has to go down as the goat of goats. So that's just okay. that's my opinion. Okay, at the moment, what I'm doing, I'm listening, and then I'm going to come back at all of you. Okay. That's fair enough, Tobes. Now, Tobes, is, as usual, as usual, he's got a slightly different slant. He's he wants to put, you know, where, where's my little respect? He wants to put, you know, respect on the name of individual athletes. Like we're, we're forgetting them. Like some the, the achievements of some incredible individual athletes need to be respected, need to be appreciated. So, Tobes, who's your goat of goats? So not just goat, but goat of goats. So it's got to be a strong argument. Goat of goats, yeah, man. And we all love the team game. Don't get me wrong, but in individual sports, there is no one else. It's you or bust. That's it. So you, in some aspects, you can feel the pressure and stakes are arguably higher. Um, honorable mention to the to the Queen Serena Jamaica Williams, absolute force of nature on the court. Um, Twenty three Grand Slams, second of all on all time. She's one behind um, 
uh, Grafter, the, the the reigning champ. Oh, sorry, Marita Court. Uh, she's spent 186 weeks in a row ranked number one. Now, that's, and that's the most of all time by any female person. Now, just feel that feel that pressure. 186 weeks in a row where you're constantly measured on your performance uh, on yeah. court. So, she's pure dominance. Oh, uh, God. We talked about marketable marketable athletes. Just to add a bit of sweat, she's done it in a kind of non traditional way. Like I know. Um, let's say the public eye and society may, may look at female athletes in some way. This is a powerhouse of a woman, but yeah. she's got her own swag and style to it. That's what makes her so likable. Yeah, she's been discriminated a lot, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that adds to her. And I just wanted to give some props to her, but that's an honourable mention. Uh, my real my real, my real, real goat of goats is is uh, an anomaly in uh, <laughs> human human physiology i'm sure the doc could give us a breakdown of how this a man this size should not be running that quick oh right. okay this is who you're going with yeah you usain bolt usain bolt oh, that man is an anomaly and he did things that didn't just capture his the sport of athletics which has always had a tough time of competing with major sports around the world yeah he brought the world to an attention like yeah. that dominance he had from his like kind of rookie campaign on the on the track to to the highlight of it i think being the beijing olympics he just dominated if you read the accolades as well he's a eight-time olympic gold medalist which yeah. is absurd for track and field 11 world championships so the most successful track and field athlete of all time and he is the current <laughs> and maybe for a long time world record holder in the 4x100 100, 100 and, and 200, 200 meters yeah. this man with pure dominance from start to finish and the swag he, the swag yeah the way, he, the way he would decimate the field and calm down do you know how it, do you know how disrespectful and embarrassing it is when you're on the world stage and the person you're chasing is calming down and taking his foot <laughs> off the gas He's doing in 100 meters <laughs> 100 meters <laughs> it's all happened in like nine seconds that's the thing you know like, what i mean you... here's the time to say all right i'm at seven seconds now i've won the race <laughs> and this guy next to you is like thing popping out his neck trying to catch you the disrespect the guy was like six five six six he had no right to move that quick he was uh entertainer on the track as well as off the track really marketable um and and truly a, a marvel and i don't think we might see we may not see another like him for a long time so just wanted to put some respect on uh, the individual athlete, and, and in my mind, Usain Bolt is <laughs> there's an argument. There's an argument for him being up there. I love that because I do think the sort of goat argument encompasses obviously what you do in your respective sport, but how you capture people, how you capture the imagination. It is about the storylines. It is about your marketability. I don't care what anyone says. It's about that. It's about what you because you're adding to the sport as well. You know what I mean? Just being good at your sports one thing, but if you can add to the sport, and I don't think there's a better example than Usain Bolt. He kind of saved athletics. Because I think before him, the amount of world record holders that had been done for drugs in athletics was just getting ridiculous. When, when um, you know what I mean? When, uh, who was it? Because Tim Montgomery Justin, got yeah. done, Justin, Justin Gatlin, Gatlin, all them ones. Uh, Marion Jones, all them ones. Even Asafa Powell and, and the guy, I can't remember the name of the guy that was running with them. There was Asafa Powell and there was another Nesta one. Carter. Not, or did Nesta Carter get done as well? Sure, he got done. Uh, it was that you know, know the, the wedge one. Oh no, no, he, he didn't do drugs. He no, just, but he got a stimulant. Johan Blake, he got done Johan for a stimulant. So everyone was getting done. Like he like saved athletics. So respect. Um, 
Yeah, okay. You guys will put, put together a good argument. You've got about five minutes left in this, seg- in this segment, so plenty of time, right? I want to just remind you guys that your bread and butter, your bread and butter is soccer, football, right? And you mans are forgetting about the goat of goats. Now, soccer is the biggest sport in the world. You lot are saying, oh, the suit, Karim's going Super Bowl this. You know, about 100 million people watch the Super Bowl, okay? 600 million people watch the World Cup final. Yeah, soccer is the biggest sport in the world. And there's a certain individual within soccer called Lionel Messi. Now... Is anyone going to put respect on this guy's name? Like, what more does this guy have to do? People, what happens? That people got bored of him and then just started saying, oh, okay, no, it's Ronaldo, it's Ronaldo, it's Ronaldo. Then Ronaldo, Ronaldo's a much better marketed athlete. And then all of a sudden, like, Messi's kind of been ungoated. People have been calling Messi the GOAT for the last three, four years. So he's won the Ballon d'Or six times, yeah? So that's like, is that beyond the MVP? That's equivalent to an MVP, no? Um... You know, he's, he's won top scorer 19 times in his career, four Champions League, 10 players of the year, 10 Spanish championships, six Spanish cups, three FIFA World Club winners. You know what I mean? He's been to a World Cup final, didn't win it, but he's been to a World Cup final. He's won an Olympics. He's got the individual accolades. He's got the team accolades. He's got the longevity. He's got the marketability. He's got the size of sport. What? I don't, I'm not really sure. And I think eye test as well. You know, eye test is kind of a soft, kind of a soft thing to say. But if you say that his, his numbers are ridiculous, I think we can all agree his numbers are ridiculous in terms of both goals in which he scored over 700 and he scored over 650 goals in his career. But also assists, he's got 280 in his career. And that's all in 758 games, which means he's basically got two. Every game he's getting two sort of goal contributions, almost like 1.7, almost two. Got every game of his career, he's responsible for a goal in the biggest sport where he's done it all. Why, why isn't he the GOAT? For me, I think football needs to be respected as a sport, as much as, you know, this is the hoop call, you know, I've got love for, for basketball, but obviously I'm going to argue my point. I think Messi should potentially be considered the GOAT of GOATs. So that's my, that's my opinion, that's my sort of stance. Now, we've said that MJ's got the belt, yeah? Um, but I'm going to ask each of you a question and just defend, defend yourself. So, K-Dot, one for you. Tom Brady, unbelievable career. Getting getting to ten Super Bowls, winning seven is just a joke. There's there's no way I can listeners. I can't stress this enough. How ridiculously ridiculously good that is. Okay, I can't I cannot stress that enough. But am I wrong in saying there was sort of an eight, nine, ten year period where he didn't win any? What happened there? Um, Everyone is eating on his watch, <laughs> and and that's why I'm asking this question because. You you cannot say that like Usain Bolt, and you cannot say that Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan just ended legacies, man. How many, how many times have you ever spoke about Karl Malone or Hakeem Olajuwon? <laughs> you don't you don't like they're nothing. Like I mean, they're not, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair point. Um, but I'm not sure that he ever played with 
a Hall of Famer uh, or, or someone that was even close to his level. And I think it was more to do with the team that he was on rather than him as an individual. Um, so, so then, so, so that takes that away from him. his goat then, because surely that he he needs the team more. If he goes ten years, saying okay, I yeah, you haven't got a great team for like two years, five for like a decade. But I think just because of oh. the, the because of the, the the sport that he plays, there's more people, so there's more things to kind of affect the game. Um, so I think you know just because, you know probably one year he had a, he had a bad offensive line, he didn't have a great great receiver tandem one of his tight ends got put in jail you know so i think there were these other Hold things on, what? That... <laughs> <laughs> okay okay that's that's a chat for another day um... <laughs> <laughs> so i think um yeah just from from a team from a collective standpoint i think yeah that just because there's so many other contributing factors that as to why he wasn't as dominant for such a long or a, a, a prolonged period of time uh that's why no, okay, I respect that, and um, I respect the fact that it's just literally impossible to get to send ten Super Bowls. It's just impossible. I can't stress it enough to your listeners. It's just impossible. Tobes, I like your take on the individual athletes. Um, Usain Bolt as well. I think it's tough. To, he's definitely a goat in his class. You know what I mean? And it's, I think it's difficult to compare individual to team sports. But my que- my question would be. How many, how many GOAT points do you get if you've just been gifted by God this speed? I, I don't know if I'm being... Maybe I'm being a bit harsh, and I, I love the fact he broken records and smashed records. But you know what I mean? If it's... You talk about like a Kobe or an MJ, you know, putting hours on the court and this, that, and the other. Usain Bolt is literally the complete opposite. He's like, I hate training. Like, I hate training. It's boring. I wanted to retire at 30 and try and do football. I like partying. He was just, God literally said, you know what, I'm going to give you this dub, yeah. Go change the world. Do you think that takes away from his goat argument? You know what? It, I, I see what you're doing, trying to, twi- trying to, trying to put the switch. <laughs> trying to twist but it. <laughs> if anything, I think it adds to his goatness. You're like, that's what made him you saying, you know what I mean? A bit of a character. I mean, first off, let me defend the guy. You can't be the best at anything in the world and not put in work. Yeah, even, yeah, if, true, even if true, you agreed. have the talent and the value, like, He'd be waking up early, he, he, you know. He, like you say, he had different passions. You know, he went, he was even actually when he was young, he was a cricket superstar actually in Jamaica. He, was, oh. he, was, he, was, he wanted to get into cricket as well. But um, you put in the work, and you put in the work from early days. Like from sixteen, he, he was he took the, the the world by storm. He was breaking junior records and stuff. So I'm sure he's been putting in the work. Uh, you can't get to that stage without, especially in track and field. That's for sure. Um, but also, I think it adds to him. You know, he was cheeky with it. You know, he always plays the crowd up. I think it was part of his his facade and imagery. He wanted to leave the world with like, and that's like you said, he helped revive and resurrect athletics by being that kind of character and superstar, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bringing more fun and energy, interacting with the crowds, and dominating at the same time. So, um, yeah, I mean that he, he's not the the cauldron of team sports is a different element uh to athletics yeah, you yeah, know yeah. And, and, and and like being in, when i was young and doing both you sense that stuff and you it's entirely different worlds but um yeah i do think i do think it, it actually helps helps yeah, his yeah, argument it helps a bit. His goat yeah. case. okay no yeah. fair enough fair enough ollie you're the ch- you've you've got the belt i mean we've spoken about mj and like, i mean i'm trying to pick holes in it i'm trying to pick holes in it but 
the thing I like about the argument as well is, and, and I know it's the nature of the sport, but he can play both ends, defensively, offensively, and, and he's done that at an elite level and the, the win. Like, my question to you would be, why not Lionel Messi? Why can he not go for your belt? I think during these, you know, the, the dominance that he had, um, especially over those sort of like the six years he was, you know, um, MVP, finals MVP, there was no one player close to him. He said he took out the, the, the Clyde Drexlers, he took this, out yeah. the, the Lakers, you know, as you sort of touched on the Utah with John Stockton and Carl Malone. Ne- never um, seen a highlight of Carl Malone. <laughs> No, exactly. He's, he's the great, one of the best never to win it. But no one talks about people that don't win, you know. <laughs> and, and I think that there was there was no there was no there was no one in on, on his bracket at any one point. With Messi, will always have that tag with Ronaldo next to him. I knew that. I knew that was coming. I knew that. Was, I knew that would be the and argument. I, I'm. I don't get me wrong. I'm a. I, I. I prefer Ronaldo, but I've got a pair of eyes. Messi's a better player than Ronaldo. <laughs> but people but just prefer it, Ronaldo, don't they? There's always going to be a debate, Messi or Ronaldo. It said in Jordan during the 80s and the 90s. There was just nothing was no close. One. Yeah, and and I was hoping you wouldn't say that, but I knew you were going to say that, and I think that's the only thing holding Messi back. You can't be the goat of goats if you're not the goat in your own sport. You know what I mean? You've got to kind of get out of your group stage, so to speak, to, to get to that level. And I just think Ronaldo, I, I think Messi's better. I think I test Messi's better stats-wise, you know, depending on, you know, any stat can you, you can flip to support your case anyway. But stats-wise, they're pretty close. But I think Messi probably takes it due to assists and whatever. I test Messi. But Ronaldo is that good. And he's hanging on and he's in the conversation. And there's genuinely people that are saying Ronaldo is better. And, you know, with good argument. So unless you're kind of the unanimous goat in your sport, I don't know if you can get officially out of the group stages. So, I mean, listen, I'm going to leave it open to the listeners. We'll put it on the IG. We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. It seems like it seems like MJ has has retained his belt. It seems like it. This is just me as moderator. <laughs> Ollie, you know you're not MJ. <laughs> Ollie's really like taking up the character. Jays, I can pretend I am. <laughs> Everybody wants to be like, my my God. I think I think MJ is probably the goat. Brings us full circle in the hoop call call. But I think it's just an interesting discussion. Shout out Tom Brady. Again, I'm gonna say it one more time. It's just impossible to go to ten Super Bowls. Impossible to win seven. In it, K just impossible. So shout out to him. Um and you know recommend anyone take a take an interest in nfl interesting sport interesting sport oh, all right all right calm down okay as usual that sound leads us to our award ceremonies to close out the show now we got team of the week and player of the week who's got play of the week this week tobes is in the building tobes right okay you got player of the week um i had a couple of contenders my guy, LeBron. Um, Ollie, you got any contenders? Yeah, nah, I said I'm a Clippers, but I, I would have said LeBron. Yeah, I think it was just those, those, those last three games just kind of tipped it for me. Yeah, he's been beast, in not it? K-Dot? Um, 
Yeah, I hate to say it. Had LeBron <laughs> as well. Why do you hate had, to say it? No, no, no. I had Jokic as well, but yeah, LeBron. Yeah, just just tipped it just because of the OT OT thing. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Gosh, can't believe you guys are all on the LeBron train with me, Tobes. I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure what Tobes going to say. Tobes, what, 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 um, what music would you like, my my good friend? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? I do, but you can, <laughs> you can drop that. Yeah, uh, okay, I'll drop that. Where are we? Yes, you ready, my friend? The hoop call player of the week. Shout out to Carmelo Anthony, uh, <laughs> number twelve, number twelve in the uh, rankings. He's uh, he's making moves. Just went over Oscar Robson, Oscar Robson, but the Aaron Fox, oh, the nice. Sacramento Kings. They've been cooking lately. Um, really Thirty-one points, eight point eight assists, and fifty-four percent from the from the field. My God, Darren impressive Fox. week. Darren Fox, yeah. Yeah, the Aaron Fox like that. that was a, uh, he's, looking, he's looking like an all star at the moment. Man. Looking all star. Uh, just to repeat, thirty-one points you from the last week, and they went four and zero. So, a couple of things I noted on top of that weekly average. Um, he's one of those players that seems like the speed of his, of his brain has caught up with the speed of his body. So before he was always a raw athlete, and he could accelerate and do everything but we're now seeing that classic mm. post lull where you jump from the college to the league and you finally the game slows down for you and it just feels like the game has now slowed down for him so he he sees the floor and he can utilize his natural gifts yeah. to exploit and and pick and when to choose he's been clutch in the fourth quarter um watched the sky the sky game the other day uh where the kings played last uh last saturday uh and he was amazing. It was amazing to watch. Really carried that team home. So that was one thing I really liked about it. Uh, clutch and yep, and developing. Uh, the other thing is, um, we talked, we touched on teams to support going forward. The Kings are a boogie team, so I don't want to enforce or wish anything too soon. Every time you get, every <laughs> yeah, time you get excited, be careful, they just be careful with the Sacramento but, Kings, man. But the the Aaron Fox, uh, Halliburton future backcourt for the Kings is going to be a nice one. That Halliburton kid can play. Yeah, he really can. Uh, I'm interested to see. So I don't, want, I don't yeah. want to take it away from the Aaron, who's had an amazing week. But yeah, Kings are looking future. Yeah, good, good for the future. Well, you know my view, my views on the future. Um, the future is now. That's my views. I've made it clear. But I agree with you. Sacramento Kings. They look. They look a nice little team. Like they 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 don't look totally moribund and pathetic. You know what I mean? Like. They've, they've, they've kind of been known to be a laughing stock in the league and I like the fact they're getting a bit of an identity Darren Fox was really highly rated coming out of his draft actually and um, you know a couple of seasons in everyone's saying is a bit so-so but I think you described it perfectly his mind and his body's caught up and something KDOT said last week is that on well, Monday last week but in an earlier pod that the pressure these rookies are under nowadays to come in and just transform their organisations like you know they have the right to be able to learn and improve. And it's good to see a few players just gradually improving, basically. Um, I don't know if anyone's got any any thoughts on the Kings regarding where they might end up this season. They've got a 500 record. If they were over in the East, they'd be like, they'd be like four fifth seed. So, uh-huh. I don't know. The, if- the Kings always just, the Kings always just remind me, every time I think of the Kings, I always think of uh, Vladi Divac. And then that always just makes me think of he was involved in possibly the two worst trades in, in NBA history 
with with him being traded for Kobe Bryant, <laughs> and then and then him him being the GM that traded Luka Doncic away for Marvin Bagley. <laughs> so bad, isn't it? So so like, bad. Possibly so bad. That's what I said. That's the, the one to give away. Doncic is got to be one of the worst trades. Yeah, it's, it's beyond sackable, beyond sackable. But yeah, respect to Darren Fox. Um, a lot of respect to him for just his improvements. Now, team of the week is me. Team of the week is me. Um, K dot what? What? what, what um, K dot what? What contenders were there for team of the week? Um. Had the Utah Jazz, I think that just from um, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they've, yeah. No, they've, I think they've kept on their winning streak. I think people thought, oh, they're going to fall off. They really kept it cooking. They've and and also they've done it so efficiently. I think they're like what they ranked like the offensively. They ranked like was it fifth or something? They're it's so just, it's good They're so good offensively, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, and I just think stunned that, by that. Shout out to them. They haven't they haven't got a super superstar. But I just think, wow, like, and 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 I also think that almost this week they've been given a lot of recognition for that. I think maybe like a couple of weeks before, people were just sort of weren't really paying attention, but now they've they've really got the the uh, the press's attention. Yeah, I think people are keeping one eye on them. They're keeping one, and I certainly am because they just they haven't quite faded yet. <laughs> um, and I was not hot on them at all this season. Um, Oli, you got any you got any contenders for Super of the Week? Uh, I had to, had to go with the Lakers, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, I don't think you could really look past them, as you sort of said. Oh, is that them or them or Phoenix? I would have said. Yeah, Phoenix was another another nice shout. Okay, well, I guess it's my I guess it's it's on me, gents. Um, the Hoop Call Team of the Week presented by the Doc. Can't be fair when the beat drops. Oh, I'd love this song, by the way. Right, okay. So, n- number of contenders. Shout out to the Toronto Raptors finally getting themselves together in the fifth seed back in the playoff contention. My LA Lakers as well, dominant. But for me, it's the New Orleans Pelicans. Much respect to them. And I wanted to just basically shout them out because I was a bit scathing in them last week you know saying how poor they were and I was very scathing of Zion and then they proceeded to win four of the next five games um, and they're six and four in their last ten climbing up the rankings and just generally it kind of looks you know the you know what the NBA is like with these short spurts but it looks like they have a little bit of an identity dare I say it like they the players that are play, so the players that are supposed to be playing well for them are playing well in their position, in their position, doing what they're supposed to do. Lonzo's actually woken up. Zion, who I was a bit again, a bit difficult with, so to speak. I said, "Ah, oh, he seems to lack skill, mate." I was wrong. Like you know, I need to, I need to, I need to not be that guy who focuses on what someone can't do. And start focusing on what they can do. And he can do a lot. So I think if they can... If they're good players, do what they're supposed to do. If Lonzo, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson do what they're supposed to do, 
they play with an identity and intensity. I think they actually can do just fine. So well done to the New Orleans Pelicans. Won six of their last ten. They've won four of their last five. And against tough opposition. Ascending opposition. You know, Houston were on a roll. Phoenix were on a roll. You know, beat them. So, shout out to them. Any thoughts on the New Orleans Pelicans or indeed Zion Williamson? Yeah, I was the same as you last week with Zion. He looks like he's... uh... Seems to be turning a bit of a corner now, and his numbers are numbers are great. He's a bit, you know, he's a, the guy's a freight train, so always enjoyable to watch. He's, he's so yeah, he is enjoyable to watch. He's just a bully, isn't he? Um, and yeah, I don't. My problem is I keep getting bogged down. Oh, he can't. He doesn't shoot the three, and he's not as much of a playmaker as I thought he was going to be. But hey, don't worry about that. Like, just focus on what he can do, man. He's what is he? he's like twenty twenty four and nine or whatever or averaging. No, no, yeah. What is it? Yeah, twenty-four, seven, and three. You know, what I mean, that's that's great. That's great, and yeah, and sixty from the field. That's I think yeah, he's like a historic rate. Yeah, let's, yeah let's not forget that. Yeah, he's the quickest player to a thousand points or something. <laughs> mad, mad. He's incredible to watch. I advise everyone just watch his highlights. So explosive. Um, Kado, you you don't seem that impressed. I don't know. You're. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> looking at you on the camera. You don't seem that impressed. What's your What's on your mind? No, I just think um, he's had a good week. Um, I just hope he doesn't slump back down to sort of pre this good week. I think um, I think Stan sort of put his arm around him and just said, sort of gave him, gave him a bit of a pep talk um, and sort of said to him, you know, you are who you are. Like, just do what we need you to do. You know, don't try and be anything that you're not. So I think you're 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 right that they're really trying to build. Uh, on his strengths and I think that's where he, he that's what he needs to do um, yeah, and let's let's not let's, let's not forget that um, he's still young and he's still still ascending that's the thing that's the thing not too much pressure on these guys well well I'm, I'm Tobes thank you very much for your your player of the week pick Darren Fox really happy for him New Orleans they've been they've been recommended by the hoop call for beginners to to follow them, if you want to follow a team, good young players, superstar in the making in Zion and Brandon Ingram. Ollie, before we go, just remind everyone what's what's on the NBA this Sunday, Sunday Sky Sports. What NBA games have got on? Uh, I think you've got games because normally it's Sunday, but I think you've got one earlyish game Saturday as well, which is if I can remember. Uh, the good one Saturday, Philadelphia 76ers versus the Phoenix Suns at 8pm on Sky Sports. Nice. That'll be a good watch. Nice, 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 nice. And That's a really good game. And, yeah. then, on, and then on the Sunday, you know, if you just, you know, just got one of put something on in the background, you've got the Celtics and the Wizards at 6pm. You still get to see superstars. You still get to see your Bills, your, um, your Westbrooks if they play. Uh, Tatum, Super Browns. So, yeah. there be, there'll be buckets. That's for sure. There'll be a there'll lot be of buckets. buckets. Yeah, yeah, it's painful to watch the Wizards, though. The only thing is, though, it is Valentine's Day, right? So, <laughs> if, so ladies and gentlemen, make sure you give your Kevin love to your other house, and if you're lucky, you may get some Christian Wood, and it may end up in some Colin Sexton. That's all I'm going to say. Tobes, how long have you? How long have you? How long have you been waiting to say that? I was. I I feel it since last week. 
There you yeah, are, no, Tobes. Like, I've got to get this in somehow. <laughs> is, this, is this show still PG? Or? <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get any innuendo from that. What, what were you? Did you literally referencing basketball players? Yeah. What, Kayla? What, what are you? Get, your, know, get your head just, out the gutter, mate. I just, um, yeah, that's child. I was just asking me. That's now. childish. I found myself. This is PG thirteen. This is PG thirteen. Listen, if anyone's interpreted anything that I guys have said as something sort of incendiary or rude, that's on you. Get your head out the gutter. That's childish. That's childish from you lot. But Toby, thank you for the um, comic relief. And gentlemen, thank you so much for your time, your takes, your energy. Your knowledge, your education. I appreciate it more than you know. We'll be back next week. Remember, podcast at thehoopcall.com. At the hoopcall on socials. Peace out, gents. Peace. Peace. <laughs> I like that. <laughs>